It is grand final time on NRL teams. The Panthers sweat on their big boppers, but who will be fit to fire up front? Adam Reynolds has an injury battle of his own as he strives for glory, glory in his final game for South Sydney. He's not the only bunny looking to go out on a high. Can Benji and Wayne sign off with another premiership? Hello and welcome to NRL Teams. I'm Neve Owens. Awesome to have your company for Grand Final Week. Best time of the year. And two blokes alongside me who know all about the build-up, lifting the trophy, how it all feels. Robbie Farah, Brett Kamali, hello. Hello. How are you? Start with that. What is it like as a player? The excitement, the vibe, it changes, doesn't it, at this time of the year? Yeah, well, I was only a young kid. I was yeah. 21. So for me... I hated Grand Final Week. It was, uh, it was, a, it was pretty daunting. Uh, yeah, you faced, and we were speaking about it then. Was we weren't living in a COVID world, so there are a lot of fan days and engagements and Grand Final breakfasts and things along the way. And you just want to get out there and play the game. So for me, as a young kid, it was, it was quite a daunting sort of experience. But uh, unfortunately, I never got the opportunity to play in another one through my career. So I would have loved to experience another one later in my career uh, when I could have probably enjoyed it a bit more. But uh, yeah, no doubt that. Uh, both teams will, will lap it up you know, this week and, and really enjoy the build-up. Hey, young yeah. Robbie, look at that baby face. <laughs> well, I want to ask about Robbie's comment there. Yeah. The amount of activities that happen in Grand Final Week, the amount of different commitments that you have, yeah. and all Sydney Grand Final for the first time since 2014, if it was in Sydney, the intensity of this week would be epic. Is it a blessing in disguise in some ways for the coaches, if you like, that they get to remove their playing group from that intensity? Yeah, definitely. I think it can be not a distraction because every coach and every player wants to embrace Grand Final Week. There's two sides that make it the Grand Final Week. It's the greatest achievement I think you can have in the game, winning a Premiership. Um, they will have less distractions, obviously, being in, in, in Brisbane. Obviously, you know, for, for this victory, we're in Sydney for five days. We come up from Melbourne. Instead of travelling back home, you stay stay in, in Sydney, you go through a grand final breakfast, you do families come up and, and, and sponsors all that arrive on the Sunday. So they're in Queensland, they're away from it. It doesn't distract a normal week for them. Um, they'll be doing no minimal promotions and interaction with with the community because of COVID at the moment. So um, I think from that side of view, it's about the players having enough time to do their own preparation. Um, don't play the game too early. Stay relaxed. Um, you know, if you think about the, the two different coaches, like Wayne Bennett, seven premierships, super successful, 35 years of coaching. And then Ivan Cleary has that little bit of pressure on the back of getting there last year. He's played in two grand finals as a coach and not won, anyone, not won either of them. So different build-up. Um, but I think as a player, they'll be happy that it's in Queensland and they just get to lay low, or a bit lower than normal. And the coaches themselves became the talking point after these two teams met in week one of the finals, Robbie. We thought that it would be incredible if they could meet again in the grand final. We thought it highly unlikely that it would happen because it hasn't happened very often in history, but it did happen in both of your cases. It has, yeah. yeah. Both of us uh, faced off against our eventual grand final opponents. Uh, opponents in week one of the semifinals. We played the Cowboys in... In week one of the semi-finals in, in 2005, uh, had a convincing win and then faced them again, obviously, in grand final, on grand final day. And I think you guys did the same in 99. Yeah, that's right. We got blown off the park by the Dragons in the first week of the finals at home and then come back and played them in the grand final and got the victory on grand final day. So you're right, it doesn't happen too often. Um, it'll be interesting as we got Tuesday now, the teams are out. So that's a bit of a talking point. be interesting how much the distraction of both coaches go at each other as this week unfolds just to take the talk away from their players. You know, potentially, Benji, what's he going to do next year? Um, 
potentially what happens to, to Adam Reynolds leaving South Sydney. We know he's going to Broncos, but it, you know where does that put him in the history of South Sydney as one of their greatest players? You know, if he can hold up a trophy on Sunday, he potentially becomes one of the he's the all-time point scorer for South Sydney. Does he potentially become one of the best players South Sydney's ever had? It's remarkable, isn't it? There are plenty of storylines there. The teams will drop any minute here on NRL Teams. Before they do, let's check in with how the gents went with their prelim finals predictions. Adam Reynolds' field goal to win the game. For South Sydney Rabbitohs, they've beaten Manly 36-16. I think the wingers will score all the tries. So I was was thinking the number two wingers, because that's Johnson, um, Crichton, um, but I also think the Fox Fox boys number five, I believe. So I was like, okay, we'll go to all the wingers scoring the tries. Prediction should be null and void. It's like a scratching in because he didn't kick. He had a sore groin. So you think it should carry over? Carry over, like a refund. Mm. Talk refund to your brother. Mate, my brother's sorting him out this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> Best hands in the business. Yeah. Mate, he should have had inside knowledge. <laughs> he told me. He told me the prediction was on Tuesday. My brother told me Friday. Uh, too late. Too late. Adam Reynolds has been talking him up, though. He reckons he'll be fit oh. and ready to go. Let's have a look, shall we, at whether or not he is named, because it is 4 o'clock. Our teams have dropped here on NRL Teams in the build-up to the big dance. The Panthers taking on the Rabbitohs, 7.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday evening at Suncorp Stadium. Let's check out the Panthers' side first. One big out, but another big bopper steps straight into Ivan Cleary's side. Tavita Pangai Jr. has been ruled out of the grand final due to injury. He is not in the Panthers' 21. But in good news for Panthers fans, Moses Leota is back and he'll slot straight back into the front row. James Fisher-Harris was also under an injury cloud, but he has been named. And Viliami Kikau is in the starting second row for now with Liam Martin on the bench. For the Rabbitohs... Wayne Bennett's side is 1 through 17. No changes, no judiciary concerns and no HIAs that need to be passed this week. Skipper Adam Reynolds will play in his last game for his childhood club and he insists the groin injury that plagued him in the prelim will not prevent him having an impact on Sunday. Ready and willing to help the halfback out if he's needed is Benji Marshall in Jersey 14. Set to break Lottie Takiri's record for the longest gap between grand final appearances when he takes the field 16 years after winning the title with the Tigers. I will ask you about your great mate in just a moment's time, Robbie. But first, we mentioned that pretty special start to the final series back in week one of the finals. Plenty of people chalked this in as the grand final they would love to see. It has come to fruition. What can we learn? What do we take out of that result? Does that result have any bearing, Noddy, on this game? I think it does, yeah, because it was a massive upset. Obviously, South Sydney had to take a big scout the first week of the finals. Then they got away from the Melbourne side of the draw. Um, You know, what it does take, it gives them confidence that they can win. Obviously, they beat Penrith. um, But the other thing it does for Penrith in some regards is obviously Penrith had no Dylan Edwards and no Moses Leota that first week of the finals. And they got basically beat by three. It was two tries to one, but, you know, three penalty goals to two penalty goals. So... um, I don't know how much they take it. What they would do is they'll look at the set plays and the tries that they scored in this match and go, that's what, that's the play we've got to come up with again in the key moments. Um, I, I don't know if it helps one side or the other, but I think it gives you a look at what they'll do. And you know it's going to be a close scoreline again. I think it's going to be a low-scoring grand final, a 16-10, a, a 10-8, a 10-6, something like that, because defence will be super important. Um, and obviously then if you're playing good defensive teams, how many times do you score an easy try? 
And we know just how quality the Panthers' defence is. Can I ask you about the players the Panthers are missing this time around and Tevita Pangai Jr. in particular? Moses Leota is back, but Tevita has been ruled out and he's had an impact for them since joining the club. How big a loss is he in what is going to be a massive upfront battle? He is a loss, but uh, having Moses Leota back, I think, is a huge addition for them. Uh, they definitely missed him in round one uh, of the finals. and. Uh, yeah, and last week as well. And uh, to have him back, I thought Spencer Linu was outstanding for them off the bench last week. He really provided that impact. Uh, so I don't think, uh, whilst, it, look, it is a big loss, but I don't think it's a huge loss for them. It's, it's not a spine player. It's not someone that is going to impact uh, their structure of play too much. And uh, as I said, I think, uh, you yeah, know, that loss is sort of compensated by the return of Moses Leota. He's done a job for Penrith. Like the, the fact of this, you know, little couple of weeks signing, you know, he's going to Canterbury next year, left Brisbane. He's played a part in Penrith getting to the grand final because, you know, James Fisher-Harris had a yeah. little, went home to have the birth of his child. Moses Leota's been, you know, injury struck for a few weeks. He's come up with some special plays to beat us. So it's been a great signing. It's unlucky for, the, for him that he doesn't get the play in the grand final. It would have been his first grand final. It would he would have been under playing, but he's certainly done a job for Penrith to get him to that grand final. And helped cover, as you say, when James Fisher-Harris was out. He's got a bit of a knee injury as well, Robbie, heading into this one. He has been named, but perhaps slightly busted. How crucial is that upfront battle going to be on Sunday evening? Yeah, I think a few of the Penrith players are probably a bit wounded at the moment. I think Kikau's got a bit of an injury. Um, obviously, Fisher-Harris as well. Uh, but, you know, when you get to a grand final, I think you know, that all goes away. Yeah. You, you do what needs to be done to get on the field and and once you're out there, adrenaline gets through and, and you do what needs to be done, as I said, needs to be done. But the, the front row battle, I think, is going to go a long way to winning this game. Not only the two front rows, but the two lock forwards as well. Uh, they play a lot off the back of their both lock forwards. Now, not only do they go forward and quick play the ball, but their ball playing ability. And uh, you know, Mark Nichols has been outstanding for them. Uh, Tavita Totola off the bench. You've got Tom Burgess. And, and then obviously, you know, on the other side of the, the ledger with, with Penrith, you've got Fisher Harris and... Uh, Leota back in the side and as, as I mentioned there Linu coming off the bench so uh, awesome battle in the middle of the park and I think whoever you know, we always say at rugby leagues you know, one in the middle and, and the outside backs determined by how many points and I think that's a classic case of what it's going to be this weekend. Speaking of some of those backs then we've mentioned Adam Reynolds and his yeah. groin injury a couple of times already but what I want to know Noddy from a player's perspective and indeed from a halfback's perspective if you're carrying a bit of a leg injury you're expected to kick your team around the park for 80 minutes how physically demanding is that? Yeah it is and, and, but as Robbie said like you, you go into the game, as long as you're not hurting your side, you've got five months to recover from this injury. You've got one shot at winning a grand, a grand final. You, you play with whatever it takes to get through the game. Um, obviously, you didn't goal kick last week, so it'd be interesting whether they leave it to Blake Taft to goal kick in such a big game. Um, if he goes out and plays, you know, again, the key is kicking with momentum because then you don't have to kick the ball too hard and you don't have to bomb from 50 metres on standing on the back foot. So that goes back down to those middle forwards getting momentum, you know, if they get over the halfway, then obviously the kicking game becomes a lot shorter as well. So then it puts pressure on the back five to, to get out of your end. So um, I think you just go, you've got to go all out. You can't go in there and go, I'm, I'll just half play. I'll put it, you know, put the dinner suit on and play a bit, bit softy, for example, because they'll come and get him. They'll find him. They'll make him do some, some kicks. But um, Cody Walker kicked a lot last week kicked quite a lot that down that left channel. So I think the, the quality kicking of Cody Walker will take pressure off Adam Reynolds, but at some stage he's going to have to kick the ball long and, and kick it hard and, and do all that. So he, he's got to be feeling pretty confident. And as Robbie said, like, you know, the fact he's got a whole, what is that, the longest turnaround? Nine days, yeah. Nine day turnaround. You, you would think he'd be fine. It's just, it's the drama, it's the talk of the grand final. It's yeah, how, how, he'll be 100%. Yeah. <laughs> the hands the of physio, the, the, the physio will get him right. <laughs> <laughs>
Speaking of the drama and the talk around yeah. a grand final, your mate, Benji Marshall, 16 years later, has the opportunity to play in another decider. Mm. An incredible player and a great bloke off the field. What would it mean to you, Robbie, and indeed to Benji, to be there to lift the trophy on Sunday night? Yeah, awesome. It's a bit... Um, you're still pinching yourself. I think Benji's probably still pinching himself that he's in this uh, sort of situation this weekend. Everyone remembers last year, uh, he obviously left the Tigers and he had nowhere to go. Mm. And, you know... October came around, November came around, even into December. He still didn't mm. have a club. The Bulldogs contract was on the table, then off the table. He wanted to play with his brother. And then he called Wayne out of the blue and found himself at the Rabbitohs. And, and now he's playing in a grand final. So it's just a great reward for, for perseverance and persist, uh, persistence. Uh, you know, even me, I put my hand up. I thought that you know, he probably should have retired last year, having left the Tigers. Uh, you know, I didn't want him to go to another club and play poorly or, you know, get injured, not play his best football and sort of ruin his legacy. But he's gone there. He's been unbelievable for their club on and off the field, um, what he's provided on the field in whatever position he's been asked to play. And then uh, no doubt in the mentoring role for the young players around him. Uh, yeah, he's been unbelievable value for the Rabbitohs this year. And uh, you know, for him, I think, to, to finish with a, another ring, uh, he might play again next year, but <laughs> you know, no better way if he is going to retire and to finish with a grand final ring. Uh, unbelievable for someone that will go down as... You know, one of the best players to ever play our game. Definitely probably the best Kiwi player to ever play our game. And he'll continue to take some of that load this week as well with how much of the discussion that will go on around Benji and his inclusion in, in this side. You mentioned Cody Walker a minute yeah. ago, Noddy. If Adam Reynolds isn't 100%, how much more important, and we already know he's had an incredible season, yeah. does his role become in this team? Well, I think with Benji Marshall being there, if Adam, if Adam Reynolds... Yeah gets to half time and the groin's no good you just put Benji Marshall straight yeah. in that half position and it doesn't go backwards by very far you know so they've got players to replace but that's the strength of Benji Marshall to the squad I've got Cody Walker as my game breaker he's I think he's the most influential player for South Sydney if you think about the tries he scored last week they were just instinctive tries like he got off the ground there was nothing happening the ball bounces and then he gets up and comes back and supports picks up the ball um He's had 44 line break assists. That's more than the Penrith 7 and 6 put together. Um, 33 try assists. Uh, Ad-lib football. He's generally the guy who passes the ball the second last or the last pass on all their set plays and all their key structures. Now his kicking game will be really important to South Sydney to take a bit of pressure off Adam Reynolds. So he, he's certainly in, in career best form. Uh, and, and he's the key to them being able to crack the best defensive team in the competition and execute that play when the game's on the line. And part of getting that go forward, as Robbie has already said, will be down to a number of other players in yeah. the middle of the park. And one really important bloke for them in terms of that momentum is Cameron Murray. Yeah, Cam Murray's my game breaker. And um, when you're coming up against the best defensive team in the competition, you've got to generate ruck speed. If they're not generating ruck speed, uh, Penrith will, will handle them quite easily, I think. And a lot of South's momentum comes off the back of a Cam Murray play the ball. Uh, no doubt, I think Damien Cook's a way better player when he's running off the back of Cam Murray play the ball as well. And, and for me, Damien Cook's almost been the forgotten guy in uh, yeah, the spine at the moment for the Rabbitohs. Everyone's talking about Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds and everyone forgets how devastating Cam, uh, sorry, Damien Cook's running game can be. And I think if Cam Murray can get him that quick play the ball and you've got Cook running out of dummy half, that can really cause Penrith some problems this weekend. 
Looking at the Panthers side of the equation, then Noddy and Nathan Cleary, a hugely influential player, didn't have the impact in week one of the finals that he usually has for this Panthers side against the Storm. Absolutely had his kicking game back on song. Yep. 25 kicks, 784 metres. How crucial will that be? Yeah, it's really crucial. So for Penrith, Nathan Cleary is my game breaker, but Blake Taff, um, he's going to get terrorised with some big floating bombs. Um, kicking games are important. I think he's the longest kicker in the competition, so if they're under pressure, they can, he can kick themselves out of, out of their end. What South Sydney did really well that, that first finals match was South completed at a higher completion rate. They kicked down field. So Nathan Cleary, and then again, like, like all halves, they don't play much football coming out of yardage. They always play good football in good, good field position. So he can bomb from the halfway. Um, What's he got? 21 try assists, 14 line break assists. So nothing like Cody Walker, but they've got 39 try, um, 39 try assists for the Penrith halves and 40 for the South Sydney halves. So the the, the battle of the halves is so influential. Um, Nathan Cleary will have, as Robbie said, if they can get some some momentum, some go forward. Isaiah Yo gives him the ball in the right time, right space. Then he comes up with a pass. It, you know he plays on the opposite side a lot of times to Jerome Luai. So it gives. It's hard for the defensive side to know where the ball's going to go because the 13 is the key indicator and probably where the ball's going to go. But you generally look for the seven, and then obviously it might be that six with Jerome Luai down that left edge. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's super important. The one thing that Nathan Cleary's done this year to what he hadn't done last year, he's obviously, you know, gone off and played, you know, a couple of state of origin series now. He's got the setback from last year's grand final loss. They, they rallied home the second half, but they weren't able to get there. It'll be about the first 20 minutes starting really well, getting into the yeah. game, playing field position, potentially scoring that first try and getting that momentum. And, and that takes pressure off you then. I think that's what they would have learned from last year's grand yeah. final. Yeah, that game was gone after 20 minutes. Yeah. They, they completely lost their way to start that game. And I think that'll be a big focus for the Panthers this week is, is how well they start this game. Conversely, if they don't manage to start it well and 20 minutes in, they're in a similar position, does it play on your mind? I think so. Yeah, yeah. you look at you look at last week. Even like you know the, the Melbourne Storm, um, you know they had a chance to score on the right edge. Jennings drops the ball. They don't take that opportunity. They're still six 0 down, and all of a sudden there's a bit of panic. There's a bit mm. of pressure. The op- what that does to the opposition is that when you're leading and you're getting some errors, you're growing in confidence. Yeah. You're growing in fitness. The line speed jumps through the roof. You feel like you've got the scoreboard game. Pr- yeah, scoreboard Score- pressure in, in these big games yeah. is so crucial. So I think the team that can jump to the lead. Mm. Uh, you, know, you look at, like you said, Penrith that have lost the grand final last year. That's going to start playing on the back of their mind. And then you've got the Rabbitohs who have finally made a grand final after th- four prelim appearances in a row. And then doubt starts to creep in there as well. So I think the start of this game is key. No, no team has won a finals match with the lower completion rate. So very, very important. That, yeah. You know, they're going to play football. So sometimes the completion rate doesn't tell the picture. But when you've got quality sides, mm. a completion rate still means they ask lots of questions. No team has won a semi-final match this year being the lower percentage completion rate. Such so you can't beat yourselves. Yeah. We've mentioned the importance of the spine. You talked about Damien Cook. What about Appy Corrissau? Because it yeah. felt like last week he had his mojo back. Yeah, he was, he was back to his best last week. I, I thought he you know, asked a lot of questions around the ruck. Uh, he was running. Uh, his defence defense was strong as always. He had Big Nelson running at him a couple of times <laughs> and I, I was gritting my teeth for him. But yeah, he was outstanding. And I think he's got to be good again this week for them. He, he's got to pose a threat out of dummy half to really you know, test the markers of the Rabbitohs and ask questions around there. And I think that'll really take the pressure off, uh, off Cleary and Luai and allow them to play their own game. For both dummy halves, as you said, Robbie, Damien Cook's best when he runs. And that, it'll come on the back of probably Isaiah Yo because it'll go front row, front row, and then Jersey 13 for both sides. Yeah. And then if they can get a roll... 
the key, if the dummy halves can just get that defensive line to tighten up a bit more, then that'll create that little bit more space on the edge for their execution and for the wingers to score. So, and if they don't come in, mm. both of those players have got the ability just to push straight through the middle. Speaking of the edge, you've got another game breaker to share with us. And he is a bloke who brings that Panthers pizzazz, right? Yeah. He brings that swagger and it's Brian Toll. Yeah, Brian Toll is my, my game breaker this week. I think so much of their go forward comes off the back of uh, his set starts, uh, the way he gets them rolling on the first three plays. And you know, South really did a, a job on him in, in the first week of the semis. They really nullified uh, the threat that he possesses. And, and that went a long way to the Rabbitohs winning that game. As, as Noddy mentioned about Cleary's kicking game, you've got to get yourself, you've got to get your halfback into positions where he can you know, put in the, the kicks that he wants to put in and, and pose a threat there. And I think you know, a big part of Penrith's go forward this week is going to come off the back of To'o's go forward. You know, is he 100% fit? Um, you know, I think yeah, right. this is a question mark there. But, uh, yeah, it's so crucial for them. Not only him. I think, obviously, he's the main guy in the back three with, with Dylan Edwards, but also Stephen Crichton. But, uh, and and he'll, have a, he'll have a big target on his head from the Rabbitohs this week because I think the Rabbitohs learnt in game one that if they can nullify him, it went a long way to winning their, them that game. Mm. So, again, they're going to go out to get him this week. Uh, so he's got to be up for the challenge and really get their go forward going. We've seen the Panthers' defence all season, really, how incredible it is. The, this final series, their attack is still yet to click into the kind of form we know that they can play, the kind of footy we know they can play, Noddy. Do they have to put it both together on Sunday or can they win with that same epic defensive effort that we saw against the Storm? Well, they've won two semi-finals on defence. Mm. They've won two low-scoring semi-finals. In one of the matches, they scored one try and still won the game. So that's how they've got themselves into the game. They're the best defensive team in the competition. South Sydney, on the other hand, though, since they've got blown off the park that 50 points middle of the season, their, their defence obviously has been wound in a little bit as well. So they they averaged 28 points in the regular season, Penrith in attack, but you've seen nothing like that in the semi-finals. But you're playing better sides, mm. um, more desperate, better defensive structures, um, but and also the attack puts you in better defensive positions because all of a sudden you're starting, you know, you're playing football, you're getting six to go, you're getting some momentum. Great kicking game means that you start a lot of your sets on your own try line. So that that's sort of, and as Robbie said, when when Brian Tao is able to run for 246 metres per match, normally they're over the halfway by tackle yeah. three pretty regularly. They're going into that good ball execution. So I expect um, defence and attack to be really, really important. Um, I think you're going to get the game of the year. I, I think for South Sydney to have lost three, four, three prelim finals now, get there, Wayne Bennett departure, Penrith having to come through the hard road after a loss to this team week one in the finals, then they... They did it really hard last week. They've won two semifinals on defence, which means you don't have to score many points. And they've had the heartache of last year's grand final loss. So I just think that as the semifinal series has come, we, we've had a couple of bad games, but I'm going to say we've probably had five cracking games of football and they've just got better week in, better week in. The, end of, the second half last week, 15 minutes ago, you're on the edge of your seat going, what's going to happen? How's it going to finish? I, I think we get that again in this grand final, but we get 80 minutes of what looks like a state of origin match. How much of a toll then do those three really tough finals games take on the Panthers? Have they got another massive 80-minute performance in them? Well, that's a big question mark for me going into this week. I think, you know, I think t taking that aside, I think Penrith would have been favourites in my eyes going into this game. But you can't underestimate the toll that's been taken on through this final series, the amount of injuries they've got, the effect that's going to have on their preparation this week. Uh, Souths have no doubt um, been freshened up. They had, they had the, the win the week off. Uh, quite, you know, I guess, comfortable win against Manly last week as well. Whereas, you know, that, 
that battle last week against Melbourne uh, for the Panthers was, was quite brutal. And South would have been sitting back watching that on TV. There were HIAs, there were guys going down with injuries and they would have been loving it. But, but also on the other side of the equation, I think that almost gets you battle-hardened, mm. can get you ready for, for a big game as well. Uh, because you, you're not going to get any harder than what they've been through in the last few weeks. So, so they've experienced it. They're ready for it. Um, and I think last year's heartache will be driving them on as well. It's a, it's an awesome, awesome battle. I, I can't decide who's going to win. I think I change my mind every, every minute. Um, but there's yeah, so many storylines to it. Um, it's it's going to be intriguing, intriguing to see the battle. It feels like the Rabbitohs have flown under the radar all season really. They've now had the week off in the finals. As Robbie says, they weren't really challenged in a brutal way by Manly last weekend. Is this classic Wayne Bennett priming his bunnies to lift the trophy? Oh, as you said, but the whole season's been always about Melbourne and Penrith, Melbourne and Penrith, Melbourne and Penrith, and who's going to beat him and how we're going to stop him. Then Tom comes on this (laughs) freight train with his Dally M run and and all these tries. So as you said, South Sydney have been well and truly forgot. Um, You know, they've been beat by 50 on two occasions this year, so they've got to break a record, and um, they've just slowly gone about their business. Um, you know, they've got they've built a great roster over a few years. They've been knocking on the door of this time of the year. They got over the setback of well, not the setback, the departure of Adam Reynolds signing at Brisbane. I thought that could have derailed the competition or their season. Um, you know, they lose Latrell worst first week of the final, and the experience of Wayne Bennett gets them up for that. You know, that they then. You know, I had no Latrell, no chance to win any semi-final matches. They'd go straight out the back door and they've defied those odds. So uh, plenty of resilience in him. Uh, you know, he's very, very well experienced. 35 years of coaching, understands it, trusts a young kid to come in and do a job. And they're now in the big dance. And as you said, there's probably there's probably a lot more pressure on Penrith than there is on South Sydney in this performance on Sunday. Yeah, and he'll make sure that continues throughout this week. As he chases Robbie, his eighth premiership at his third club, it's back at Suncorp Stadium. Brisbane are hosting yeah. the grand final. And we know it's his last game at the Rabbitohs. Does all of that combine, all of those factors tie in to make this a pretty damn special day for Wayne? I think it would be very special, especially after his exit from the Broncos and, and how that went down. There's no doubt that there's a lot of resentment there still, as we saw in the, the press conference after the game. And uh, I think he'll probably see this as one of his greatest accomplishments, uh, you know, going down to the Rabbitohs. And when you know, question marks, or he'd been written off by the Broncos and would have yeah. gone up, gone down up there. Uh, but to go down to the Rabbitohs and, and take them to... Yeah, a prelim, another prelim, and now finally to a grand final at Suncorp Stadium in his last game. Uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty remarkable effort that he's, he's done. And um, yeah, in my opinion, no doubt the best, the best coach we've ever had in the game. On the other side of the equation, Ivan and Nathan Cleary looking to become only the second yeah. father-son combo to win a premiership. As you mentioned earlier, Ivan Cleary has been there twice before. Does that become a weight on his back, Noddy, or does it prime him to really know what's needed to win? A bit of both. It certainly would be motivating to, to finally win one and see what it feels like. All the hard work that goes in the, into coaching and, as you said, he's had two opportunities um, have both been unsuccessful. It probably makes you a bit more tougher, a bit more resilient. You understand how it's come. 2011 was his first occasion and then 2020 last year. So he's waited a fair bit of time to be there. Penrith are in that premiership or premiership window now for a number of years with that, you know, the, the group of kids they've got coming through. They don't lose... At the moment, they're losing no one apart from Matt Burton next year, um, which is not, it's hard to replace. But they've got this squad together for a long time now. Um, it would be massive for them to win again. The, everyone's talked about Penrith and Melbourne and Penrith and Melbourne all year. They've had pressure. They've well, I think they've lost five games, isn't it? Been in two seasons. Mm. 
pretty impressive, but they unfortunately lost the biggest game of last yeah. year and, and they won't want to lose. The thing that scares me a little bit about if they lose this game, it's the scarring on the players about not being able to win big games. Um, mm. I think the State of Origin belief that some of their rep players would have got when they've gone to State of Origin, handle big occasions. The more you're around big occasions and big games, the more you get to handle big games. Um, so I think the State of Origin benefit for Penrith will be huge this year. That's where I think it'll be the difference from last year. They were all rookies. They'd won like lower-grade premierships. They'd come through together. It's a different scenario when you go off to the grand final on the big dance when you're playing against another side that is super well-coached and well-drilled. And they blew it in the first 20 minutes, as Robbie said. They've got experience this year. All right, before I get your actual predictions, Robbie, tell me why the Panthers win this game. Defence, I think. Uh, statistically, the best defensive team in the competition generally wins the grand final, more often than not. So I think uh, the one thing going for them is they are the best defensive team in the competition um, and that, that's what can win them the game this week. Nottie, you've got the Rabbitohs. Why are we seeing Green and Myrtle, uh, Cardinal and Myrtle yeah. everywhere on Sunday? Well, I think it's a, a fair bit of it has to do with the coach. Like the ability of the coach to, to manage them, get them up, get them firing at the right time of year. Uh, Adam Reynolds' last game for South Sydney. Wayne Bennett's last game for South Sydney. Sometimes the football gods are there in a line. If you think about when Steve Menzies got the opportunity to retire, they won by a massive margin to send him out as a winner. They're potentially the hottest team in the competition at the moment with what they've done the last four to six weeks. Um, Cody Walker, just instinctively football, off the cuff, um, unbelievable. So there are a couple of reasons why if South Sydney win, why they win. Can score points. They've shown that yeah. so many times this year. It is going to be an absolute cracker on Sunday evening. And you can, of course, see it all live on Channel 9 if you're across the ditch in New Zealand. Sky Sports New Zealand and watch NRL for our international viewers. Do not miss a moment of the action. Gents, before I get your predictions, I do need to tell you both first that to celebrate what is 20 years as naming rights partner of the NRL Telstra Premiership, Telstra are going to donate over one $100,000 to junior rugby league clubs. There'll be five grand to every winning player's junior club and 20k to the runners-up junior club association. An epic weekend for the Telstra NRL Premiership. All right, prediction time. And I know you guys have been brilliant this year for going out on a limb on numerous occasions for us here on NRL Teams. What I want to know is, who is the Clive Churchill medal winner? I actually don't know who wins the game at the moment. I'm like, Robbie, I'm, I'm so undecided on who wins so early in the week. Um, I had Penrith winning the competition before the finals. They talked me out of it in some regards, but I think the fact that they had no Edwards and no Leota for that first week of the finals and they're due to win one. My medalist will be Isaiah Yo. All right. So if I ask you then who lifts the Proven Summons trophy, you've made your thoughts clear. Well, I... I, I if I'm leaning any weight, I know you'd want us to not sit on the fence. Yeah, much, I'd love that, actually. <laughs> I, I, I think Penrith win the comp. I had them at the start of the finals. They've, they've got through with defence. As Robbie said, the best defensive team generally wins the competition. Um, they've been there. They know what it's all about. Um, I think Penrith win. I don't know by what margin. I think Isaiah Yeo is going to be really influential for them. Nathan Cleary, and again, the Stars will come up with big plays, but it's probably going to be that the hard knock of Isaiah Yeo just leading his side around when to pass, when not to pass. Probably make 45 tackles. It'd be a pretty pretty awesome leadership for Isaiah. Yeah. The skippers to lead from the front. Robbie, Clive Churchill medal winner and who lifts the Proven Summons? Well, I'm going to go the complete opposite yeah. to Noddy and say Cam Murray for Clive uh, Churchill. I, I like Noddy. I think it's going to be a tough battle in the middle of the park. 
Uh, Cam Murray, for me, provides that X factor. So the Rabbitohs, I know Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds get a lot of the a lot of the accolades, but a lot of it comes off the back of Cam Murray. He's play the ball, his ball playing ability, the amount of defence he's going to do in the middle of the park as well. Uh, I, I have to say the Rabbitohs, I've got to... I can't. I cannot not say the Rabbitohs. Yeah. You know, my brother's a you know, <laughs> Benji's there, yeah. uh, potentially in his last game to win another premiership. Then my old club. You know, I was yeah. there for for eighteen months as well. So I've definitely got a, a soft spot for the Rabbitohs, and it'd be great to see uh, great to see them win this week. What a way to finish the season, yeah. gents! Thank you so much for your thoughts throughout the year. It's been an epic and a very different season of the NRL. Yeah, it's been amazing yeah. for the NRL to continue the game going, relocate, rem- you know, families to move, pack up. And we get to this grand final on Sunday, which will be unbelievable to watch. Cannot wait. Enjoy the footy. Thank you so much for tuning in to NRL teams across an epic 2021 season of the NRL. Enjoy what promises to be a cracking grand final this weekend. Stay safe, have a wonderful summer, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care.